The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome back to another edition of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us today. We are so excited to share some God-sized stories from the mission field. And today you're going to hear how God is using volunteers in Selma, Alabama, as Eight Days of Hope loves on a community that not only had horrific damage due to a tornado about 10 days ago or so, but also, unfortunately, in the state of Alabama, nine people passed away due to that tornado. And when you respond to a disaster, as Eight Days Hope has done for about 17, 18 years now, it, it's just a different feel when you go to a community who's lost loved ones. And so um, here's the good news. God is moving during a very tough time in the state of Alabama. And I want to welcome you. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with co-host Mike Fiella. Mike, thank you so much, brother, for once again joining us here on Hope Reigns. And Mike, you have traveled the country serving with Eight Days of Hope. You were down in Hurricane Michael. You've been Hurricane Harvey. I mean, we can go on and on with mm-hmm. the hurricanes and the tornadoes. And and as excited as you and I to, are today to share some God-sized stories from the mission field, it does take on a little bit different feel when there's loss of life. Well, sure. Our hearts are heavy. You know, we are excited to do what we do. God's enabled us to travel the country, as you just said, and to serve and to love people. But when you think about it, I mean, think about losing one loved one. Yes. And then, you know, or a friend or a neighbor. And, uh, you know, I was reading some of the statistics, and you can actually help me with this. And EF2, you can explain, right. explain what that is. Sure. But I, where I wrap my head around is 130 mile an hour winds. Right. I mean, I I can't wrap my head around that we've, you know, we've experienced in Buffalo 70 mile an hour winds during our storm. Sure. And that's it was bad enough. I'm right. thinking 130. So, an EF2. What, yeah. So that. there's there's five different levels of tornadoes, and an EF2 is almost hurricane strength. Okay. And so we're we're talking about horrific winds, and mm. you know what's interesting about tornado damage, and again, eight days of hope is in Selma, Alabama. If you want to join us, it's free. We'll provide food and lodging. We'll talk more about that in a couple minutes. Any skill set, you do need to be 18. But today, as you're listening to the program, maybe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you and say, you know what? You need to go. You need to go. And so in EF2, Mike, going Mm -hmm. back to your question, uh, you know, I don't say the good news about it. Usually with a tornado, there's a defined path where when there's a hurricane or flooding, it doesn't really have a boundary. Okay. And so, you know, it's not uncommon. And we've seen this even in Selma where you go down one street and three homes are gone. Right. And then there's a home standing there and they've lost a couple shingles. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of interesting dynamics. But um, anytime you have a tornado, especially a direct hit like Selma, Alabama had, it gives the church an opportunity to be a glimpse of hope. And Mike, as you know, we were there the next day. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, this is the first trip ever. This is our 80th disaster now we've responded to, Mike. 80th? Yeah. Wow. Think about that. In 2023, over 200 volunteer leaders are leading this ministry called Eight Days Hope, Mike, and about 40 of them are in Selma, Alabama. But Mike, we were there the next day, and this is our first trip ever. We have three bucket trucks there. You know, mm-hmm. we own three. Right. Uh, these are these are not cheap pieces of equipment, <laughs> uh, but it allows us to get 50 feet up in the air to take trees off people's homes so we can tarp the roof so they can at least start living in their house again as they wait 
wait for the rebuild or for the insurance to clear. And so three bucket trucks are there. We have hundreds of chainsaw operators, hundreds of volunteers. We're going to be there to next Saturday, February 4th. And so if you're in Tennessee today or Mississippi or Alabama, maybe you're in Iowa and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of this cold. Uh, come down to Selma, Alabama <laughs> get, get, and, get warm, and yeah. watch God use you in yeah, amazing ways. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was on Facebook recently. Uh, I love to, to see all the familiar faces of, mm. uh, you know, the volunteers, the Eight Days Hope leaders. And, you know, like there's Mark and then there's, you know, you just, I'm <laughs> right, going, sure. wait, they're, they're all over the place. That to me is dedication commitment but it's amazing how many times you know if something ha- if they get home for two days and something happens they're going to be gone they're again gone. they're gone like that <laughs> i love it so in in all of our years of of an existence eight days of hope and for for a brand new listener we started in 05 after hurricane katrina um i was living in tupelo mississippi at the time lived there for 20 years leading a building material corporation my dad uh, Buffalo, New York, gives me a call and says, let's go help somebody out. I'm like, let's do it. And the goal was to take, you know, three, four, five, six people, help out one family. But, you know, so many times in life, Mike, mm-hmm. we think we know what we're doing. <laughs> we think we're in control. We think we have a plan. I'm a planner. You know that, Mike. Oh, I yeah. like to have a yes. plan. Yes. And uh, God says, you know what, guys? This is mine. This isn't yours. So 684 people went with us. It was our smallest trip ever. 84 families had helped uh to their homes to be rebuilt at no charge. And a ministry was born, a national ministry called Eight Days of Hope. Our rebuild trips are eight days long. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. But we also respond right after disasters. And so even though we just left Lake Charles, Louisiana, December, and helped 117 families rebuild their homes with thousands of volunteers, this is a little bit different. We're tarping roofs. We're doing chainsaw work. We're pulling limbs. We're clearing out debris. We're operating bobcats. God is moving in Selma, Alabama. Mm, absolutely. And anytime we get out, he moves. I am not uh, afraid to use the term revival. It seems like it, the momentum is there. The need is there. Our country is hungry. And God's ready to, to feed that hunger. You know, And he does it through folks like yourself and the volunteers and the leaders um, of Eight Days of Hope. So it's exciting times we're in. So today we're going to be talking to one of our volunteer leaders, as I mentioned a minute ago, that... In 2023, we now have over 200 volunteer leaders. Wow. They live in 32 states. They Ooh. move on a moment's notice. <laughs> They're not paid by eight days of hope. They pay their own expenses. We're a very unique organization. We have 18 partners. They're on our website. Scroll down the bottom of the page. They cover our fixed costs. So when you donate to the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, it's 100% pass through. And so when you look at Charity Navigator or ECFA and you look up Eight Days of Hope, Uh, They give us their highest marks. And I don't say that pridefully. It's just a unique model. And so today we're going to be talking to Marsha Miller. Marsha is, um, how do I word this? So she's not a 25-year-old young lady. Um, Okay, how are you going to word this? (laughs) She's a little bit more experienced in life. And she brings the hugest heart when she serves. Oh, yes. She's amazing. You're not supposed to have like a... you know, a small group of favorite volunteers okay. out of 50,000. I mean, how do you pick a couple of volunteers? <laughs> how out do of? you, yeah. Marsha's amazing. I've she worked is. alongside her. We worked together building a safe house for Frank and Linda Reich in Indianapolis called Not Today. She actually uh, painted alongside me. We, I actually worked, worked on together. that project. Really? I didn't yeah. talk. I worked on that project. But Marsha's in Selma, Alabama today. So after our break here in a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to her. 
I can't wait. She's just a sweet sweetheart. Um, well, the last trip I was on, just when, you know, when someone like her walks into a room, you just sense a peace. Yes. You sense a calm. You sense a. You know, you're just supposed to be there. You just want to hang next to her because yeah. you let's let some of that fall off on me, you know. And she great. doesn't play around, and she doesn't do it like in a way like she sees something needs to be done, and she just she's a bull in a china shop to get it done. Right. She just loves on everyone along the whole journey. She's a joy to be around. She's again a volunteer leader. We're gonna hear more about her story, how how she learned about Eighties Hope, and if you're a female out there, um, or someone who considers himself less skilled. So I would be a less skilled volunteer in most of our things, Mike. Mm -hmm. I I can paint. That's the one thing I think I could do halfway decent. Mm -hmm. But God uses less skilled people. You don't have to be a contractor or a handy woman to come join Eight Days of Hope. And so you're going to hear a little bit more of some of the things that Marsha does, but shes I think she's done it all. She's worked in the kitchen. She's pulled limbs. She's been on a roof. I mean, this lady has done it all. Yeah, just pointing in the right directions. And like you just said, she'll get it done. <laughs> Before we go to a break and bring on Marsha, though, I want to uh, talk a little bit about some things that we're making available to the public, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two, and I think I actually saw you bring them into the studio. Oh, we, yes. We have issued our 2022 annual report. You'll be able to see where God directed Eight Days of Hope in this past year and uh, learn more about the safe houses we build around the country. Because, again, if you're just joining us, we not only help families rebuild their homes for free after disasters, about 9,000 families now, $70 million of work. We also build safe places for ministries for free that are providing hope to those rescued from trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so this past year, we, we we traveled the country and we helped out the Tim Tebow Foundation build a facility in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We worked in Jackson, Tennessee uh, with another ministry. But this annual report is available to you. And we'd love to mail you one. So you can either message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Give us your mailing address. We'll send you one. Um, no strings attached, uh, but love to show you. And then we have another document. And next week's guest Hannah Fletcher will be talking about this document more uh, thoroughly. But, Mike, I, I know that you were looking through it. It's our human trafficking right. um, a document that talks about the statistics and online safety. And, Mike, yes. that's probably the online safety to me really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Parents and grandparents, you need to know that there's apps being used by traffickers to lure Mm. L-U-R-E, your children and grandchildren, uh, and to be in trafficked. And I know there's about 50 apps, Mike. You're looking at it right now. It's an amazing document. And if you're interested to learn more about trafficking, if if you're in youth ministry, if you're a minister, if you're a parent or grandparent, I'm telling you, I have five kids. My youngest is 18. I have my first granddaughter. Uh, I, as a grandparent and as a parent, need to know these apps, Mike. And Absolutely. this is an eye-opening document. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to get this uh, uh, pamphlet because, it, and, and turn to the page where it says the digital landscape, and it, you're, you'll be blown away. Some of them, you know, you see every day, you know, Facebook and Instagram, but then there's many others. Now, I'm not saying Facebook is all that bad, but oh, right, that's something right. you got to watch. Sure. Monitor what you're. Your, your children, your grandkids are, 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 are looking at because they get hooked into this too. Sure. There's apps that appear to be one thing and there's something different. I know right. there's an app out there right now. We'll talk to Hannah next week that looks like a calculator. Okay. You hit on the app to, to get into it. And again, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, what apps are on smartphones, that in alone is why you need this document. Absolutely. Because, you know, my, my dad, who's 85, God bless him, he, he, 
I think I think he knows how to put on a computer now, right? But but he, you know, we all need to be educated. So if you'd like to have that pamphlet, it's an eight-page pamphlet. It will teach you. Uh, it will share facts with you about human trafficking. It's the fastest-growing crime in the world. In eight days of hope, next week we'll tell you a little bit more about our thirteenth and fourteenth project coming up. One in Memphis, Tennessee, and one in Ohio in 2023. Yeah, get the pamphlet because you'll you'll be you'll be shocked at some of the statistics, but then you're, something's going to fire up inside of you that you're going to, like myself, first time, are you kidding me? Then it was like a little bit of anger, and then it was like, I got to pray, and I right. got to get involved, and I got to get the, we got to get the word out. Yes, get get this in the hands of your, your men's groups, your youth pastors, uh, and get this information out there. Yeah, so today you're listening, and your child belongs to a youth group, as my 18-year-old does. I'm going to get this pamphlet into her youth pastor and the leaders of the ministry where she goes to church because they need to understand not only to educate the children how to protect themselves that are in the youth group, but as importantly to share this with parents. So parents, you're out there, your kids go to youth group, email us at safehouse, one word, safehouse, actually it's two words, but put them together, safe house at eightdaysofhope.com and just say, hey, we want that pamphlet that Mike and Steve were talking about and we will mail it to you. We'll mail you multiple copies. We, Mike, we, we bought... I mean, we got like twenty thousand of these wow. sitting okay. in our in our three facilities in Iowa, Mississippi, New York. Mm. So if we need to get reprinted, we'll get it reprinted. But we've got to get this information out. It's called Human Trafficking Statistics and Online Safety. It's a must-have. Yes, Mike brought that in, and the first thing Mike said to me this morning was, "Steve, this is what an unbelievable, amazing, so much wisdom in there." So yes, much. absolutely. Today, though, we're going to be talking about the tornado that took the lives of nine people in Alabama about 10 days ago, uh, almost two weeks now. Eight Days of Hope responded very quickly. If you're interested in joining us, we're still there for another week. We're actually going to be talking live to Marsha Miller, who's in Selma, Alabama. She's going to be sharing a little bit about how she learned about the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, the things she does, and hopefully she'll help convince you to join us. And maybe you can't go next week. But maybe you're like, you know what? This is something I want to take. I want to take my grandkids to at some point. I want to. I want to take my siblings. I, you know, my wife and I, my, my husband and I, we we want to travel and do a missions trip in 2023. We've been sitting on the sidelines with a little bit with this pandemic, and and now it's time to go. The Bible says go. Mm-hmm. Join us. Go to our website, eightdaysofhope.com. Sign up for our email alerts, and whenever we go anywhere, we will invite you. Amen. And just think about. Free food and a nice T-shirt. <laughs> eight eight pounds of hope, brother. Eight pounds go. of hope. Love it. I'm Great still food. working off that eight pounds from Lake Charles. You know, we were there in early December before the holidays. It was that trip and then the Christmas thing that kind of got me. Oh, oh, yeah. But you can't help it. You're there, you're working, it, and the food is excellent. It, it is. really is. It it's is. gone up to, to a, a, the highest level. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not many complaints about the food, Not is there? Not at all. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, when we come back, we'll be talking to Marsha Miller. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. You're listening today to a program called Hope Reigns, and it's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. Did you know that in the United States, there's 27 states without a long-term recovery facility for survivors of human trafficking? 
Hundreds of thousands of women and children are trafficked every day, and right now at this moment, there's less shelters for them than there are for animals. We can't ignore this any longer. You know, since 2019, Eight Days of Hope has partnered with 12 faith-based organizations to provide a safe place where they can get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. By coming alongside these organizations, we're able to use the skills needed to not only build safe places, but to provide an area where God can heal hearts, minds, and ultimately souls. If you're a professional builder, carpenter, framer, roofer, or an electrician looking to make a kingdom impact by using your skill set, please consider partnering with 8 Days of Hope. You must be 18 years old to volunteer and pass a background check. But for more information, you can email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Mac Powell, song is called New Creation. Now, Mac was the lead singer of Third Day for many years. A lot of people know Third Day. Oh, great, in, great in, group, yeah. yeah. And, and they have disbanded, but Mac continues to do his thing. A little country flair to that yeah, voice. Yeah, Well, you're up on your music. I come on, it. man. You, you really come up with I some love music. great music. I know you do. I love you're, Christian you're, music. You're great. Well, not about great, but I do like Christian music. Yeah. And you play it, so well. you play it and I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> that works well, doesn't it? It does. I You've get a little nervous sometimes. But, heard... uh, no. yeah. Oh, man. Well, today we are so excited to have, as I mentioned in the first segment, one of my favorite, favorite people with 8 Days of Hope. Yes. Mike, as you serve the country with the Ministry of 8 Days of Hope, so many volunteers have served multiple times. You really become part of a big family. Yeah, you are. And, we and you, are. Yeah, and you had mentioned earlier that you know you were looking at some of the Facebook pictures of some of the people that are friends with you on Facebook yeah. and seeing their pictures in Selma, Alabama, mm-hmm. and you're like, these are your friends. I mean, they're down there serving once again. They were with you in Lake Charles in December sure. uh, as we were rebuilding homes after the hurricanes, and, and now they're down. But um, Marsha's been many places. Marsha Miller's in Selma. Marsha, welcome to Hope Reigns. Well, thank you, Steve. It's uh, a pleasure talking to you. 
you know, Marsha, we love you. You are loved by so many. You are always smiling. Uh, I said in the opening segment, you didn't hear, and I worded it very carefully, but I said, you know, we're going to have Marsha Miller is on, and, and, and this, we're not talking, Marsha is not like a 25-year-old who is, is, is a handy woman or a contractor. She's just a, a lady who loves Jesus and wants to serve people, and you're doing that in Selma, Alabama this week. Yes, sir, and I'm honored and privileged to serve through Eight Days of Hope. Oh. <laughs> Marsha, why don't you tell the listeners and Mike and I a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up and um, what you did or do for a living, and how did you hear about Eight Days of Hope? Okay. Um, I was born and raised in the great state of Florida, a small town, population 300, Reddick, Florida, and I got my accounting degree with the University of West Florida and uh, was a manager with Ryder Truck Rental for 13 years. Okay. And uh, when the Denham Springs flood came, I wanted to help. But I had been through Katrina, and that's where Eight Days of Hope started, but I had not heard of them because we had so many organizations mm-hmm. and wonderful people helping us out in the Gulfport area. Um, but when Denham Springs came, I wanted to help somebody, and I didn't um, just want to go to Denham Springs and knock on doors because I felt like I wouldn't be that much help. So I got on the Internet and searched several organizations, and it didn't appear to be what I wanted, but the third one I looked at was Eight Days of Hope, and when I saw their beliefs in Christ and them being the hands and feet of Jesus, I said, I believe that's where I want to go. And after I only spent two days in Denham Springs because they were almost over, and I knew immediately I wanted to be a part and to serve alongside of Eight Days of Hope. And I've had the privilege and the honor to do that for about six years, I think, now. And uh, I just love being a part of the organization and just love to serve Christ through eight days of hope. So, Marcia, obviously it was in your heart. Uh, God placed it in your heart that you wanted to be a part of this. So tell us a little bit about that first experience when you first got out of the car and, and what did you do on that on that first trip? Well, on the first trip, uh, we worked for an older couple tearing out their home due to the flood. And uh, I was so excited because I wanted to tear out floors and tear out walls. And this wonderful group of people that I was working with said, here, let me help you. Let me help you. Well... I had had polio at age two and only had one arm and everyone wanted to help me. So I finally said, you know, if my mother had done me the same way you're doing me, I'd be useless to this day. Mm. So I wanted to help and wanted to be a part of it. And uh, as I said, I only worked two days. And when we started to leave, the man said, you know, with tears in his eyes, he said, do you know? that my own family would not have done what y'all did. Mm. 
but because of the love of Christ, we can go in there and be the hands and feet of Jesus, and it just brings hope to so many. Well, first of all, Marsha, I'm, I'm going to let you know if Mike ever gets sick and he can't be a part of this program where I, I you know, I have surgery and I got to be out a couple of weeks. I know we're going to call to be the co-host on this program because <laughs> you're, you're very good in communicating, um, you know, the journey. And, and I don't want listeners to miss what you had said. So you, you had battled polio and, and, and as of today and for the six years you traveled the country, you have one arm that you don't have use of. Is that accurate? That's correct. Okay. So many people out there, I'm not saying all, many people sometimes, we, we kind of, Mike, we kind of look for excuses. You know, hmm. finances aren't exactly right. I only got a week of vacation time left. Or right. I really want to take three days and go down to Selma, Alabama. And the Emmy tries to discourage us too. Like, you know, what what can you do? What could you bring to the table, Steve? You're not very skilled. Um, you know, I, I've... I, People out there, I've never been on a roof. How can I tarp a roof? God used somebody. Mm-hmm. Her name is Marsha. Yes. Marsha Miller, mm-hmm. a volunteer leader for Eight Days of Hope, who's gone through some struggles, but she has not allowed the struggles, Mike, to stop her from being God's hand and feet. You know something, and Marsha, I'm glad you're on the line. I want to be more like Marsha. Amen. I want to be a servant like Marsha. I don't want anything to be able to... Uh, and listener, please hear this. Don't let anything, Steve just said it, don't let anything stop you from coming and volunteering and helping. Be like Marsha you know, and come out and you'll be blessed. You'll, your life will be changed and God will use you to help someone else out. Not only your life will be changed, but you're going to change people around you. Marsha, whenever I see you, and we work side by side. You were in Indianapolis, were you not, with at, at Safe House, right? At that Safe House project? No, sir, I've not been on a safe okay. house project. S- somewhere I served right next to you, and I thought to myself, I started feeling, I was having an interesting day, which sometimes happens in ministry, and I was starting to feel sorry for myself, and I looked at Miss Marsh out there, outworking everyone, smiling from ear to sure. ear, and yes. I thought, Steve, suck it up, little boy. Come on, let's get let's get after it. <laughs> so, Marsha, you encourage so many. So let's let's follow that question. So you, you, you have some challenges. However... You continue to serve. Tell the listeners some of the things that you do while serving at Eight Days of Hope. Um, some of the things I do? Yes, ma'am. Over the six years, you've traveled the country. Some of the tasks that Marsha Miller has done serving with Eight Days of Hope. Well, I try to do whatever I'm able to do. Uh, usually on tornadoes, it's uh, dragon branches um, or assessing and uh in and after a hurricane a lot of times uh, we do what we call a tear out which we uh, tear out sheetrock and <laughs> floors and gut the house basically yeah. down to Mike and I are looking at each other because you're, you're like, like it's like oh nonchalant. You know, I'm I'm pulling limbs, and you know we got out homes after hurricanes had flooded. And Mike and I are like, like really? But that's who you are, Marsha. You're a servant, and and God allows you to be His hands and feet, and you continue to bless people. Thank you so much for who you are in Jesus and for your leadership with the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. We yes. appreciate it so much. Mm. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. Mm. 
So, Marshall, let's talk a little bit about Selma, Alabama. You're down there. I think about 165 people have volunteered. They're either there or they're on their way. We're going to be there for another week. Uh, again, all the information about uh, the tornado relief efforts in Selma, Alabama, uh, go to 8daysofhope.com. If you can't go, pray. If you, uh, Once you pray, if God leads you to sow into the ministry of 8 Days of Hope, you can donate online. But what, what did you see, Marsha, when you showed up in Alabama? You've been to many disasters. What struck you, though, when you arrived? There were just uh, so many homes uh, literally destroyed. Uh, which you've seen, well, we saw a lot in May, uh, Mayfield, Kentucky as well, but right. uh, and uh, mostly in the poor areas. You, so, so you show up, Marsha, and, and you see the damage. Is it overwhelming? It is. It doesn't matter how many times you see it. It's, it's overwhelming, and, mm. and your heart breaks for these people that have lost so much. Right. Marsha, I'm just curious. It's a kind of uh, just a, more of a personal question. Do you travel just by yourself and get in your car and go, or do, are you with a group? Or um... Most times I go by myself. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course, because that's who you are, Marsha. You just load but things up. with me, but... <laughs> Yeah, I had I to get it. that out there because there, there's there's a list there's listeners I know that Marcia is hearing your story this morning uh, yeah. th- today, and uh, they're they're moved. I mean, they're really moved, and I, I I wanted to put that out there so they get in their cars whether it's by themselves or not, and and get to one of the events. So again, let me recap for the listeners. Um, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope travels the country and helps families after disasters. Uh, right after a disaster, we tarp roofs, do chainsaw work, clear out properties, clean up properties. When a home floods, we gut out the house and get the moisture out. We bring in commercial equipment, dry it out. We spray it for mold. We've done about $70 million of work and have never charged anyone a penny. We do it for really one reason. We want people to see Jesus. Yes. yes. You know, we want to share Jesus with words, but we mm-hmm. want people to see Jesus. And Marsha, when people see you show up at their sites at their homes, they see Jesus in you. And I know some of these families come back at dinner. Have you been at any of the dinners where the families have come back and shared their story? Yes, sir, I have. And Any stories stick out? Is there anyone that you met while you've been serving in Selma, Alabama this past week that just kind of, maybe a site you've been on, but has there been somebody that sticks out in your mind? Yes, sir, there was a man uh, that we uh, cleared up his property and cut trees, and he said he had been thinking about moving, but now he was going to stay, and we had renewed his hope Mm. and increased his faith. Hmm. Mm. Not many words in that answer, but very strong words. You renewed his faith, and that happens all the time, Mike. I know we have to go to break, and so, Marcia, can you hold on for a couple more minutes to get us through break? Okay. Yes, sir. Mike, before I go to break, though... You've been there. You've been at a disaster within days. Mm-hmm. People are shell-shocked. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then a stranger shows up. Like mm-hmm. Marsha. They, they don't know Marsha. Right. They don't know Mike. They don't know Steve. They don't know Mark Stump from Ohio who's down there right, right now. Right. They, and yet the people see Jesus in action. In, in a country where for the last three years it's been comfortable and maybe mandated— Mm-hmm. Not to travel as much, not to be around bigger groups. Right. 
we've almost become comfortable sitting on the sidelines, and this is why the church now needs to go and start serving again. Go, get up, and go. (laughs) And, you know, to your your point, I think of my... My wife and I, we were down at Hurricane Michael, and there, there's no walls. There's no denomination. There's just a need there. My wife steps on the ground. The lady comes out of her house. Half of her house is gone and just embraces my wife, starts crying, and then they're praying for each other. And then you hear more of the story. It was, And it always ends up, our name is great, Eight Days of Hope. We now have hope because we now have help. I mean, folks... You know, get your name into the system. Get out. Uh, find out where we're going next. You know, go to Selma now. Just yeah, dope time sure. to volunteer. Yeah, you're living in Georgia and you're three hours away. Uh, come for a couple days. You don't have to come for the whole week. We're down there today. We'll, we're there for another week. Uh, we're expecting about 200 volunteers serving with us. You're going to meet people from all over the country. We provide a safe place for you to sleep. We have hot showers. We're going to feed you really good, which Mike talked about earlier in this segment. <laughs> yes. Um, you're going to get a couple great-looking T-shirts, and you're going to meet the marshes of the world that will really encourage you and challenge you That's right. to continue to look for ways to use your gifts to serve people mm-hmm. in need. That's so important. You know, and you're going to... Again, meet a Marsha or meet people that, um, you know, you ever feel down sometimes like, oh, sure. like this country's going here. This is no good. That's You're going to be so, so encouraged Amen. by the time you're done. You know, even with after a day's work, you're going to realize that you're in the right place at the right time. Volunteer. Come I love on out. It. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Marsha Miller. Uh, she is in Selma, Alabama with Eight Days of Hope, our rapid response division, as we are serving families who suffered significant damage, sometimes total loss of their houses in Selma. When we come back to Marsha, we're going to talk a little bit, too, about serving a community that lost loved ones. Nine people, Mike. Mm-hmm. Nine people. Oh, so sad. Nine people lost their life in Alabama yeah, yeah. due to these tornadoes. And again, saints are down there trying to bring a glimpse of hope to those. So right. when we come back, we'll talk to Marsh again. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala hanging out with you. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the last 17 years, almost 50,000 volunteers from across the United States have come together to help repair the homes of over 8,300 families affected by hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, and more. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring hope and healing to survivors of human trafficking. Since 2019, our team has been able to provide multiple safe places for women and children to rest their heads at night. We are very excited about our newest arm, Mass Feeding. After a natural disaster strikes an area, our mass feeding ministry will be able to provide warm, fresh meals to those who have faced loss and are in need. Our goal is to provide up to 8,000 meals through a local church to provide nourishment to a community. If you are interested in volunteering with us, everything is free. We provide food and lodging. All you have to do is say yes and come and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. That you were beautiful and that you didn't belong in your own skin. Who said that you were all alone and that you're never gonna find love again? So many little words, so many little lies that have followed you all of your life. Looking for the truth. Look into your eyes and you'll see it's been there the whole time. 
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiella. Every week, this hour on this station, we try to share some God-sized stories from the mission field in a world, Mike, that you had talked about right before break, Mm -hmm. that sometimes is down and out, looking at things negatively, you know, our our 301Ks, right, because we're down 25%, (laughs) right? Uh, When when we're looking at our own personal situation, maybe health, you know, you get a car wreck, you know, I got to get my car fit, you know, whatever it is. But when you go to a disaster and you see people who have lost everything and sometimes loved ones, Mm -hmm. and you're bringing an ounce of of hope, when you're bringing a smile, when you're bringing helping hands like our guest today, Marsha Miller, is something not only happens to the family you're serving, but something happens to you as well. That's, that's how do I say this is right? You go down with the intention, I go down with the intention, I want to help, I want to serve somebody. And... It's just like it, the reverse happens. Something happens inside of me. Mm-hmm. Something will happen inside of you. So that's all I always say. Get down and volunteer. Even at your lowest point, when you feel like I'm no good, I can't I can't do this, I can't do that. Yes, you can. God will show you. So Marsha Miller's in Selma, Alabama, and she's been serving the families who have lost much due to tornadoes. Thank you again, Marsha, for joining us. So you had mentioned the first segment. You, you have some, you've had some challenges in life. You polio you have one arm that you you can't utilize like you can utilize your other arm but that hasn't stopped you you're not you're not 25 or 30 you know you're i'm not going to go into ages with women i don't do that but you know you're you're you know you know you're not a 25 year old handy woman but you travel the country on a moment's notice and you serve people and to mike in my point we made just a second ago you're probably going to leave tired but something happens when you serve people doesn't it happen uh, yes, you're, you're affected right marcia Yes, sir. Uh, I don't. You, the first one I went to, I went to bless people, and you and I found out you cannot bless others without God blessing you mm. back. That's right. So, Marsha, you're down in Selma, a community, uh, Alabama. Nine loved ones were lost during this tornado. And when you respond to a disaster and there's loss of life, there is a little bit different feel to it, because even a family who hasn't lost a loved one. They might know somebody or it's the next community over. And I know that every time we go and we serve a family, the first thing that we do every day at every site is we circle up and pray. Um, you were mentioning to us in break that something unique happened when you guys did that in Selma. Why don't you share that story? Okay. Uh, we were circled up in prayer. Uh, we do it before, uh, as soon as we get on the job, and we also do it before we leave with the homeowner. And we also asked the lineman and the neighbor, they both joined us. And uh, our leader, Captain George, started the prayer and several others prayed as well. And when we finished, a woman stopped her car right in the middle of the road and came over and told us some of the challenges that she was having. And we circled up and prayed again for her. Mm. Marcia, does that feel like a little bit like revival is happening <laughs> around the country? I've been using that terminology a yeah. lot. But, uh, you know, people coming to know the Lord, people stopping their cars in the middle of the road to get prayed with, people getting baptized and, and some of these events. I mean, what yes, is sir, it? it? Go ahead. Yes, sir, it certainly does. And another incident, if I might add, that we had... Uh, was talking to one another in our room with our roommates, 
And so those had challenges, and we ended up praying for them mm. until prayer's out. And God moves, when, and there's power in prayer. So, uh, and, and Jesus said to love one another. And mm. as we pray for one another, our love for one another grows. And as our love grows, as we go out, Jesus said that uh, we would be known by our love for each other. And it affects others as we go out in Selma, Alabama. Mike and I are not even looking to talk. We just want to listen to you, Marsha. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You do a great job. Thank you so much Thank for being, being with us. Today, Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. Eight Days of Hope is in Selma, Alabama. Will be for the next week. Serving families in the aftermath of the deadly tornadoes about 10 days ago. We're talking to Marsha Miller. She's one of 205 volunteer leaders who travel the country on their own dime, that leaves the comforts of their own home. They kind of change their personal schedule to serve people. And Marsha, when you do that, you're changed as well as you serve people. Maybe share just for a moment or two, when, when, when you've traveled the country to Louisiana with a rebuild or a rapid response event down in Mayfield, Kentucky, or now in Selma, Alabama, you're going to go home tired, but something happens to you when you serve people. Isn't that accurate? Yes, sir. It certainly is. Uh, sometimes I am physically exhausted, but always spiritually renewed and revived and, and just uh, being with the uh, Brothers and sisters in Christ uh, united and, mm. and just filled with love in the Spirit of God. Mm. Incredible. Incredible. You're encouraged, Mike. I could tell. Uh, yeah. I know you well enough. We've known each other for decades, but I could tell you're encouraged. Well, right I remember, Marcia, and I, I don't know if you remember this, and we were just in uh, um, Lake Charles. Yeah, and, Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana. And here it is you were working day i'm i'm around the the home base and doing my my thing i mean not not as stressful as whatever but uh here we're ready to get in line for food you know and i'm going the same time as marcia no you go ahead mike no you yeah, go ahead sure she's still serving yeah yeah that, that's, <laughs> i that, love it that's I, I just popped my mind i remember I love that marcia we're so thankful that you're in selma we're so thankful that god has connected the dots let's kind of finish up here when you, when you join a ministry like Eight Days Open, you serve more than just one time. You really become part of a bigger family. We call it the Eight Days of Hope family. Share a little bit with the listeners. I know you've made friends from around the country, but how does it feel to you knowing that you're part of something much bigger than just yourself? It feels wonderful. And the thing about it is you feel like family. And after you've been one time, and I've never talked to anybody that had come once that didn't want to come back, but you look forward to seeing each other. It's like a big family reunion, <laughs> and you wonder, how is it going to be in heaven? And this is so glorious, just uh, coming together. And I've met so many wonderful people and to be with like-minded people every time you travel it's just you don't think about anything else but serving and and uh, loving each other and mm. loving homeowners and it's just a wonderful experience and i just thank god that i found uh an organization like eight days of hope to serve with well, Marsha, we're a better organization because you're a part of it. And just as one of 
you know, over 200 leaders, I just want to say thank you from from the ministry and from the leadership team because you, you're amazing. You lead by example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know of one time I've ever seen you down and out, frustrated, uh, becoming selfish. You know, sometimes, Mike, as you serve and you sure. wake up at 6 in the morning and you're there at 8 o'clock at night, the flesh starts taking over and you get short with people. Not not Miss Marsha. And, Marsha, we, we appreciate that mm-hmm. so much. Mike, we can't let her go without praying for her, but also yes. praying for the volunteers in Selma. And again, if you're listening today, go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Read the FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions. If you're interested in going to Selma, Alabama, we still have spots open. You can come for one day, two days. Heck, you could show up tonight, Saturday night, show up tonight, and you could serve right with us to the end. And watch what God does. Watch how God uses you. Mm-hmm. The enemy tries to tell all of us that we can't measure up, that we have nothing that we can bring to the table. And Mike, we've seen time and time again, right. God use saints like Miss right. Marcia to do amazing things. And He does. So let's go. Let's go to the prayer. Um, Father, I thank you for Miss Marcia. Lord, yes, yes. I've I, been very encouraged uh, here in the studio to hear her testimony and hear her, her life and how she carries herself. I pray a blessing over her physically, uh, financially. Uh, thank you for the strength and the wisdom and the example of Christ that she brings. And I thank you for all those that have come out to the volunteer in Selma and that, Lord, they would be encouragers, especially for those families, those nine folks that were lost and uh, mm. uh, just keep folks safe and lord let this be an experience that when at the end of the event people go home and say this is where i need to be just like marcia and come back again and again to serve you and serve people in jesus name amen amen marcia one last question before we let you go so if you had a 30 second commercial that was airing on national radio and you were given an opportunity to tell somebody why they should come and serve with eight days of hope what would you tell them? So go ahead. Be a 30-second commercial. Try to convince someone out there why they should come and serve with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, the reason that you should come and serve with Eight Days of Hope, it's a, a loving organization that is the hands and feet of Jesus. It helps you to grow in Christ. And uh, everyone shows the love of Christ to be with like-minded people and everything's free once you get here the food's great as well the people are great it's just an awesome experience mm. and there it is Mike we have a new commercial Marsha did a great job and Marsha when you said the word free Mike kind of perked, perked up a little bit I saw him because Mike <laughs> likes that free stuff don't you well, there's two words that begin with F free and food <laughs> That she used, and and I love it. (laughs) Well, Marsha, we'll be praying for you as you continue to serve in Selma, Alabama, not only today, the rest of the week. Please tell the team we said hello. We love y'all, and uh, we love you. Thank you, Marsha, for who you are in Jesus Mm -hmm. and how you serve in excellence. We appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for the opportunity and what you do and uh, Mm -hmm. the opportunity to share to others. Thank you, Marsha. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Marsha Miller, one of the volunteer leaders, and Mike, when, when I wow. mentioned over 200 volunteer leaders, Marsha is very unique, but there's a lot of unique leaders who have unique stories. And, and you know, I wasn't going to bring up some of the challenges that she has faced in life because right. 
I didn't feel comfortable doing that. But but let's paint the picture. If you just joined us, sure. you listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're in Selma, Alabama, where hundreds of volunteers are serving families in need. We have about a $1.5 million of equipment there that's being used by volunteers who've been trained to use the bobcats and bucket trucks. And then the Miss Marsha of the world, who shared today that she uh, has polio. Right. And so there's one limb, one mm-hmm. arm that she can't move and can't utilize. But yet, Mike, for the last six years, we didn't ask her this, but but I know right. well over 10 different trips she has traveled the country. And you heard what she said. Sometimes mm-hmm. I pull limbs. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Sometimes I pull limbs. Sometimes I work in the kitchen. Sometimes I help assess the homes so the volunteers can show up the next day. Right. We didn't get into this, but the assessors always pray with the families. And she sur- talked about circling up in prayer. Right. I mean, here's a lady, and I, okay, so I'll go down the path a little bit with age. You and I in our 60s. Mm-hmm. I think Marsha's right with us. Right. And she is moving mountains for the kingdom. Absolutely. And, you know, back to her her story, one of the first things she said, uh, and the exact words was, I was excited to go rip floors out. <laughs> and you and I are looking Why at each not? other. Why not? Why? I mean, in her condition, it was her heart that took control of her body and sure. her actions. And that's, that, that speaks volumes uh, to me today, and, and hopefully – to you, the listener, that Marsha came out excited to rip floors, excited to hang drywall. <laughs> if she can do it, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So be encouraged today. We're not trying to shame you. We're not trying to oh, no, like no, play no. your emotions that um, you know, you know, shame on you for never going on a missions trip. No, no. But but there's there's multiple ways you can serve with Eight Days of Hope. First of all, we need prayer warriors. Yes. You know, for for this is our 18th year. 50,000 volunteers have traveled the country, over $70 million of work. We have different arms of the ministry. The arm that's deployed in Selma right now is called our rapid response arm. Last year, our rebuilding arm for eight days, we went to Laplace, Louisiana after Hurricane Ian. Um, or is that Ida? Hurricane Ida. And then we went to Lake Charles because of Hurricane Delta, Laura, and Zeta. And we also build safe homes for those rescued from trafficking. Adults and children who've been trafficked, we build facilities. We're about to announce the starting date of the largest project we've ever attempted to build. It's a $6 million project in Ohio. More on that next week with our next week's guest, Hannah Fletcher. And on those outreaches, you need to be a skilled volunteer. But here's the deal. Pray. Mm-hmm. Pray. That's right. Mike, you mentioned the word revival. Revivers, revival starts with prayer. That's it. Mm-hmm. So pray for the ministry of eight days old. Pray for the volunteers in Selma today. Pray for the volunteers that will be in in Memphis, Tennessee, with a way out, a, a ministry that provides hope to those who've been rescued from trafficking. As we build them a facility in March, pray for the decision makers. Pray for the donors that they continue to sow. Pray, volunteer, come serve with us. It's free. We provide food and lodging. You just have to get there. Heck, we even do not we volunteers will do your laundry for you. So you go serve with us and your jeans get dirty and your shirt gets a little messed up, right? You sweat a little bit down in Alabama, <laughs> eat some of that good food in Alabama. We'll do your – so volunteer. Lastly, donate. We haven't spoke about much on, on this topic during the show. But, you know, we deployed Mike to Selma without raising a penny. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because we know God provides. He does. Every time. Yes, yes. 
And so we have partners. They cover our fixed cost. If you know anything about business, and if you don't, I'm not, again, trying to say that you're not educated. But if you know if you know anything about business, there's fixed costs, regardless if you go 20 times or one time. Our fixed costs are covered by our partners. They're on our website. Like the Barnes Crossing Auto Group down in Tupelo, Mississippi. Like New Point Community Church in Ohio. Covenant Church in Dallas. Joyce Meyer Ministry, A Hand of Hope. They're a partner as well. American Family Radio. Oh my gosh, we can do any of this without them. Um donate. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. It's fast, it's easy, it's safe. Check us out on Charity Navigator. Um, Check us out on ECFA, Evangelical Christian Financial Accreditation. Don't say this pridefully, but they give us our highest marks. They give us, like we have a platinum seal with Charity Navigator, Mm -hmm. which is only given to a handful of ministries, and they are, you know, they look at our financial records. And so if you donate, here's our promise. If you make a donation for Selma, Alabama, those monies will be spent in Selma. Mm -hmm. Every penny you give. Mm -hmm. Give online at 8 Days of Hope. You can mail a check to P.O. Box 3208. That's P.O. Box 3208. 3208. Tupelo, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, MS 38803. That address is on our website and our Facebook page. Pray, volunteer, donate. That is exciting. I'm glad you said all of that, Steve, because it's just spinning in my mind. Thank God for our national partners. So every dime, nickel, how about sending a thousand dollars? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for, yeah. It'll, it'll go right to Selma. Yeah, and, and those families that are hurting at this point. So we're tarping roofs. We're doing chainsaw work. Three lift trucks. These lift trucks are about a hundred thousand each, Mike. About ninety thousand. Okay. Uh, they're there right now. All three are being used. We just bought another one late last year with some dollars that came in from some donors that want to be a part of it. It's being used, and so yeah. you know we're not charging in anybody anything. We had a widow, Mike, and we've got about four minutes left here, but we had a widow. Okay. In Lake Charles, excuse me, Laplace, Louisiana, when Hurricane came in uh, late last year in August, actually on the anniversary of Katrina, this lady lost 13 trees on her property. Now, someone says, well, that's a pretty big property. She probably can afford to get those trees off. Mm-hmm. If, you know anything, no if you know anything about insurance, when a tree falls on your house, your insurance will cover that. If you have a tree fall on your property, most plans do not cover that. Mike, she had a quote for $42,000. Oh, come on. She's a widow. Mm. She said, Mr. Steve, sweet lady. Oh, my gosh. Miss, I think Miss Mary. It's either Miss Mary or Marianne, something with an M. So, Miss, M- Mr. Steve, I have no children. My husband's been gone for 10 years. I have about $4,000 in my savings account. And yet volunteers like Miss Marsha showed up, and they serve this lady in excellence and the interesting thing about her story is she wasn't a believer, Mike. Mm. During the course of serving her, she gave her heart to Jesus. Oh, come on. And that's why we do what we do. Absolutely. And so know when you pray for the ministry, when you volunteer, you donate, these stories are real. They happen all the time. That is a beautiful picture of Christ and how he works. It's a, it's a wonderful circle. You go down with the intention. First, you need to volunteer. But when you go down with the intention, you're gonna you're gonna help somebody, and it comes back to you, um, spiritually. Uh, yeah, physically you'll be you'll be tired. Financially you'll be you'll be blessed. You'll be touched. Mm. It's a circle that got, you're serving 
God. You're serving a real God that knows what you're doing and he knows your challenges, but you're giving up your time and you're giving up your talents. Amen. It's going to come full circle back to you. Yes. Let me give a shout out to some of our national partners like Our Savior's Church down in Louisiana. We appreciate Pastor Jacob and all the pastors, Pastor Josh Bell and all the all of our friends down in Louisiana. We're so thankful for them and love Acadiana who comes alongside the ministry. Destiny Worship Center in Florida. Love you guys. Renaissance Bank, a publicly traded bank. They believe in eight days of hope. They're based in Mississippi. They have branches in multiple states, including Louisiana, playing, uh, Alabama, maybe Tennessee as well. I probably should look at their website and be in the loop on that. <laughs> And I want to thank the chapel, sure. a church right up here in western New York that continues to sow into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope uh, and promote it as well. We're so appreciated of our partners. And Crescent Memorial, love Terry Jackson. This is a businessman who sells funeral home products to funeral homes around the country. And he loves the ministry. He trusts the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. He's He, he just... I'm, I'm, actually, I'm going to have coffee with him this week. Can't wait to see Terry. Great big heart. Right. Crescent Memorial. Crescent Memorial. Yeah. Mm. Great guy. I'll tell you, all walks of life of folks are getting involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's I, amazing. I, I love it. Mike, next week, I'm really excited. If, if, yes. If you listened today and you were encouraged, you need to join us next Saturday. And every broadcast is always uploaded to our website at 8daysofhope.com under our media section. But next week, Mike, we have Hannah Fletcher. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking a little bit about this, this brochure that we talked about earlier today, information about human trafficking. If you're a parent of a youth, a grandparent, if you're a youth minister, uh, if your kids go to youth group, please email safehouse at 8dayshope.com. We'd love to send this to you, no charge. It's a a document about the statistics and online safety in regards to human trafficking. Mike, I know you think this document has a boatload of wisdom. Well, and and I'm going to use a term, Steve, that we all strive for excellence. This is excellent. It, it can't be done. It hasn't can't be done any better than this. Mm. It's going to give you all the details. It's going to give you. It's going to challenge you that you'll you'll know a lot. You'll be filled with a lot of knowledge by the time you're done yeah. reading it. And it's not a fun topic to talk about. Most Sunday mornings, your pastor is not going to be talking about trafficking and what we should do is 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 Christians, mm. uh, not only to help those who've been trafficked, but to help prevent it. And that's why this document is so important. Next week, Hannah Fletcher, our Safe House Ministry Director, she's going to be with us. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that arm of the ministry and some of the projects we have upcoming. And so you'll learn more about trafficking, but also learn how you can help Hmm. to uh, uh, aid those who've been rescued from trafficking as well. And Hannah is a special person to all yes, of us. Yes, we love I, Hannah. I, they call, she calls me Uncle Mike, and I know. she is your daughter. She she's is. She's an awesome person. Now, now, I want you to know, she has a master's degree, and so she's much smarter <laughs> than her dad, but she uh, she's amazing. Her and Adam Hames, uh, who's our construction manager, do a great job they do. Uh, of they leading do. that. So, so thankful for her and Adam as well. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you like what you heard, go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, like us, follow us, share God's stories uh, from the mission field, and maybe share today's podcast or the show with Miss Marsha Miller. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. My name's Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.